Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast. It's Christmas, bitches. Christmas special. <laughs> and that's it. Tinkle <laughs> bells. Episode 46. This is our Christmas special. Yeah, Christmas Eve, guys, if you're listening to this Merry episode Christmas. as it comes out. Otherwise, listen to it on Christmas Day when your family is giving you the shits. Yep, and you want to get your jiu-jitsu fix. Yeah, bro, no holidays for us. We grinding. We grinding. We grinding. We are working on Christmas Day we to grinded. get this episode to you. I'm on Grinder. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh. Yeah, bro, Christmas. Uh, this episode is just titled Christmas. Yeah, we have... <laughs> We, this is, there is zero preparation for this episode. Uh, it is so just, pretty much just like a normal episode. Then, just right? like a normal episode. It is just a Christmas episode. Uh, mm. I mean, hopefully people still want to listen to it because people will Christmas. be on holidays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jismus. No, that sounds bad. Uh, Jismus? <laughs> Jismus? Christu? No. Look, we'll workshop the name. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say something else that would have sounded just as bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're a Christmas person? Mm, I was referred to, like growing up, I don't know why, but I was referred to as, well, I know why this, but I was referred to as the Grinch. Unwanted? Oh. <laughs> Adopted? <laughs> Pick your poison? Uh, no, I was referred to as like the Grinch because I'd, you know, be all the, like the negative fucking teenager on Christmas, you know, like, oh, Christmas game, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean- Get your prison run it. I mean, as I've grown, I've become like learned to tolerate Christmas, but I mean, I've appreciated it from a different perspective and that's from the perspective of food. I love- food in general. And I think Christmas, I allow myself to pretty much eat, you know, within reason, whatever, but yeah. Cause usually you're pretty strict on your it's nutrition. It's so funny that you say that, like, because anytime anything food or sugar related comes up in the gym, you're always like, oh, you know, Kieran wouldn't do this or Kieran wouldn't eat that. And everyone's like, oh, Kieran. But like <laughs> some people have actually come up to me and, and legitimately asked me, it's like, so you don't eat any sugar at all? Like, you know, have you never had sugar before? Like, you know, legitimately curious. Because, uh, you know, if you extend a joke for so long, it becomes fact in some people's minds. Like, for example, um, when you told me Dan and Jake were together, I believed it. <laughs> Dan and Jake, blue belts at our gym. Um, good mates. But, yeah, I, I thought they we were together for We ages. should get a custom rashi that says, Dan and Jake saved the date. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That would be sick. Yeah, so uh, – I mean, yeah, but I do, I do eat fairly, fairly strict. Um, you know, for those that are long-time listeners, you'd know I have a bit of a bodybuilding background. Um, you know, have some nutrition calls, give a nutrition uh, consultation and coaching to jujitsu athletes. That is my shtick. Uh, so yeah, I mean, fuck, I'm not smashing, you know, random cheat meals all the time. I, I follow a fairly- <coughs> I almost died. Oh, very hot or just choked- <laughs> I just find it impressive that after 30 years of being on this earth, you can still like drink stuff down the wrong pipe. <laughs> uh, we have coffee. <laughs> Stupid human body. Get your act together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, Christmas time I, I eat. I, I uh, Now I don't want to sound like a, a bit of a loser, but I have certain strategies that I've, I've come up with to survive the holidays for nutrition, particularly when I was like all in. I mean, in. It's, it's a valid point as well because, mm. you know, I mean, for the average person, they're not going to care, right? They're like, whatever, it's holidays. Yeah. You know, the average person doesn't even follow a nutrition plan. Yeah. But some people listening might be, I don't know. They maybe, might let maybe, themselves too far. You yeah, know? or but maybe they're for the past six months, the past – 10 months or whatever, maybe they've mm. been really trying to lose weight or yeah. get shredded or put on muscle or something. And Christmas and can fuck and them up. Yeah, they're legitimately concerned about mm. it, especially if there's um, any uh, American listeners. They have, when is Thanksgiving again? That's oh, it's like, like end of November or October, end of October. Oh, oh, maybe no. it is. I'm not sure. But anyway, that, I know I that. I think I'm thinking of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a huge gap between yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then New Year's. Right? So their Christmas Year's. period can be like two, three months or something ridiculous. Yeah, or that maybe there's people who uh, have a competition that's early January. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh man, like I. You know, I'm legitimately concerned about my discipline or my my uh, willpower going yeah. by the wayside, yeah. and I've got to make weight in this competition. So what you know, 
some people are maybe yeah. like, what do you mean strategy, bro? It's the holidays, enjoy it. But some people yeah. might be like, no, actually I've got these goals or I've got this competition and I got to be a bit careful. Exactly. Each to their own at the end of the day. And I mean, when I was like full-time doing nutrition for Gen Pop, I don't do Gen Pop nutrition as much anymore. I have no idea. General population. So like, you know, your, your mum, dad, fucking right, whoever right. off the yeah, street yeah, yeah. just wants to lose weight, wants a nutrition yep. plan, wants a fitness plan, whatever. I work with athletes now. So specifically combat um, sport athletes. I've sort of geared that way. Um, yeah. So when I was doing Gen Pop every you know, holiday period, I release like free PDF guides and like free, like, you know, just content around, Hey, you know, if you are interested in quote unquote surviving the holiday period from a nutrition and fitness standpoint, these are some strategies that if you implement them, you can, you can have your cake literally and eat it too. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we can go over a couple of things there. We can talk about, you know, jujitsu training over the holidays and, and what have you, but yeah, if you want to get into like some real basic take home nutrition strats, we can do that. It also depends like where in the world you're celebrating Christmas. It's different everywhere. Like um, I've had – well, you'll be in Sweden for Christmas, right? So I have no idea how they do it in Sweden. But I've had Christmas in three different cultures, Uh, obviously Australian Christmases, uh, North American Christmas – like I was in Canada, but North American Mm. Christmases and Brazilian Christmases. And they're all very, very different, like – the the Christmas that we have here in Australia is in the summertime, mm. and so it's so different to what you see on on TV and stuff, where it's like white Christmas and snowing and yeah. going outside and la di da sledding yeah. down the hill, right? Drinking eggnog, right? Like you can barely even find eggnog in Australia. Oh yeah, I don't even I, know I, what I've it never is. Had it never like, had it. I didn't yeah. even know. Is it alcoholic? Nogs were in eggs. I don't. <laughs> 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 where are all these nogs coming from? <laughs> Who put them in my eggs? <laughs> but like here, it's more. For example, the every family is going to have its own little traditions, but like Christmas with my family is, uh, well, actually this year it's in Melbourne, but typically if it's at my mum and dad's house, it's, you know, they've got property with a swimming pool. So it's uh, in the morning, we usually wake up and uh, breakfast is usually toasted ham and cheese croissants. I was about to say, if you don't say croissants, yeah, you're okay. Australian. So I wasn't sure if that was an <laughs> Australian a, yeah, thing. Yeah, 100%. Or, like okay. my family, we had, we had croissants as well right. for breakfast. It's like a Christmas tradition. Don't know where it comes from. Yeah, it's, right. It's okay. Do, so right? maybe it's an Australian thing, like, yeah. and not, or just our families, which yeah, maybe, would be weird. Maybe, yeah. Uh, pretty early on, it's into the mimosas, right? Which yeah, right. is uh, sh- champagne or sparkling wine with orange juice, uh, and then presents and stuff. And then it's usually a big lunch, and mm. which is a combination of like a barbecue and ham is usually the Christmas yep. food of choice in yep. Australia. And then we've got prawns the swimming well. pool. Yeah, well, prawns are really yeah, big. Prawns, seafood. Uh, and then we've got the swimming pool and it's in the sunshine and it's usually just getting day drunk, yeah. right, in the sun. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, come come dinner time, you're pretty cooked. Yeah. Right? Uh, whereas in Canada, I guess it was a similar vibe, but like it's fucking winter. It's mm. cold. Where I was, it wasn't snowing. So it wasn't like there was like zero interest to go outside because you're like, it's two degrees and there's not even it. Like, this is wet and, you know, yeah. wet and gross. Yeah. Uh, so you stayed inside and like played board games and shit, yeah. which was fine, but it was a bit lame. Yeah. And then in Brazil, it's completely different again. So in Brazil, they celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And is that same? You said, yeah, Sweden. like, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. And they, celebrate it more specifically Christmas Eve night. So yeah. um, so you'll have like a big dinner and everything and I think you open presents at like midnight. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and which, which is funny because like the kids, it's like, you know, for, for Christmas in Australia, like Santa comes while yep. you're asleep during the night. Yep. I don't know where these, when these stupid kids think Santa came in, you know, what, between dinner and midnight, <laughs> fucking morons, <laughs> you know, you'll have, you know, so it's like a big, you know, dinner thing. And then, yeah, you'll open your presents on Christmas Eve and everything. And then Christmas day is, you know, you might, it's kind of like our boxing day, yeah. right? So like you might have a day. lunch or something and then people go back home. In Australia, Boxing Day is like a public holiday the day after Christmas, um, and yeah, it's is that only in Australia. Yeah, I don't oh, think oh, it's okay. I don't think it's international. I'm pretty sure it's Australian. Fuck, there's so many things that I think are Australian that turns out are not, and it's like kind of 
weird and it takes like I'm saying to my girlfriend because my girlfriend's Swedish and I say, oh, yeah, this is Australian thing. She's like, no, it's not, you idiot. It's fucking America. It's fucking Sweden. <laughs> it's everywhere. everywhere. Shut up. Did you know that like Santa wearing red clothes, do you know where that came from? Yeah. Why yeah. do you know this? Fuck, man, I'm trying to drop some knowledge. No, and send it. Send it. No, too late. I don't care anymore. Tell, tell our audience. Where does where do the red clothes come from, Adam? Fucking Coca-Cola, bro. Coca-Cola. He was green before that. Advertisement. St. Yeah. Nick. So in Sweden, their Christmas is different again. So their Christmas is depending on, you know, who you're celebrating with. There's generally a lunch thing as well or lunch and dinner thing. But um, on, on Christmas on Eve. Christmas Eve, so on the 24th. So when this episode airs, you know, Merry Christmas to you people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's shit. It will probably be the, the – I'll be like the 23rd when Don't it Don't do then. time zones, bro. Just keep telling your anyway. story. Anyway, so Merry <laughs> Christmas to European people. Uh, so, yeah, it's on the 24th. And my experience with my girlfriend's family, because I've been there for one Christmas, it wasn't snowing, uh, but it snowed like a few days after. So it was like, you know, super fucking cold, similar to, to Canada there, like, you know, super cold and wet and rah, rah, rah. Can I ask a stupid question? Send it. In Sweden, is it like um, in winter, is it kind of like countrywide it snows? Because, you know, like in Australia, there's still That's snow in winter if you go to like Perisher or Threadbow. Yeah. But it's not, we're not known as a snowy country. The US, right? There's yeah. pla- places in the US that, that in, don't snow in winter, yeah. like it never snows. I Is, think in, it has, like it snows regularly in the entire country. But if you look at the country. Kieran's drawn a little map yeah. of Sweden. Yeah, legit. piece of paper. So let's talk about weather for a second here. So weather is dependent on your latitude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is my navigation coming out. So it's really interesting. If you've ever wondered why Sydney and Brazil or like, you know, uh, parts of Australia, like pretty much in line with Sydney and, and Brazil have the same weather, it's because we're on the same line of latitude. Yeah, yeah. Right? So for those that don't know, your weather is dependent pretty much where you are. How far north or south you are. Yeah, and where you are in the world, whether it's going to be tropical or whether it's going to be fucking the Arctic, right? So Sweden is pretty high up in, in Europe but the country itself is is very long. It's elongated, right? Yeah. In terms of latitude, uh, yeah. north and south. It's not very far east and west. It's very yeah. far north and south. So where I spent Christmas is, if you look at the a map of Sweden, you look at the center of Sweden and go a little bit south and that's where it is. So it's pretty much central Sweden, right? right? So it, it does snow quite regularly there. If you not go as much as the north. The north is like fucking, you know, covered in snow all the time. But is it like, is the south of Sweden like, a, oh, it never snows here? So the south of Sweden is very windy from what I've heard. I've never been, like the furthest south of, in Sweden I've been is Stockholm, which is the capital. Um, but I haven't been like far, far south. In right. Sweden, which Stockholm is still pretty south. Are you southern. hoping for a, a, a well, yeah, white I am, Christmas? Because I haven't had, you know, quote unquote, a white Christmas. Because when I went, it was the same like you were describing Canada. It was fucking wet. It was cold. You, it was fucking miserable. And rah, rah. Have, uh, did you wait? So in, in Australia, you grew up where? Newcastle? Near Newcastle, right? Yeah, like up and down the East Coast of New South Wales. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't have this. Coast. But if you go north of Australia, so probably only as far south as where I grew up, like Byron Bay, that's about. Oh, it's probably changed now, actually. But that's kind of the, from what I understand, the limit of how far south cane toads are. Yeah. Uh, so for those like who don't, Tweed Heads area. Yeah. I used to live in Tweed Heads. Yeah. So for those who don't know, cane toads are a toad, bullfrog, a bullfrog. Right. Yeah. They're very, they're fucking gross. Actually, they're they're one of the things that, man, like, act, like I'm not scared of anything, but I I can't stand them they're yeah. like you know how when some people like if they see a spider they like lose their shit yeah that's kind of me and cane toads <laughs> i really yeah really dislike cane toads. Thank, thanks america for introducing a pest yeah they're gross they're gross i really dislike oh god even talking about it i really don't <laughs> like cane toads but uh in the northish parts of australia where there's lots of cane toads you would have your version of a, a white Christmas, which was when the cane toads would come out typically at nighttime. You, would, you wouldn't spray paint them. You would get this like type of spray. I don't even know what it was, but you'd spray the cane toads, which would turn them white. Oh, no way. And then you would like slam them with a golf club. Yeah. That was like yeah. that was yeah, Kento golfing. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, so I don't so like, bad. I don't so even, cruel, but I yeah. don't even go close enough to a cane toad. I'll take this is how much cane toads gross me out. Like if I was driving a car, they come out at night, right? And uh, they, I guess they're around in the daytime too, but nights when you'd see lots of cane toads. And where I grew up, you would see lots of cane toads. And if you were driving, 
Uh, they gross me out so much that the average person would try to hit it with their car, like their <laughs> yeah. tire hit the cane toad because they're a pest, they're disgusting, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, right? infestation. I found them so gross that I didn't even want the, the tire of my car touching the cane toad. I wouldn't try to hit them because I'm, dude, they gross me out heaps. And one time I was backpacking up the, the northeast coast of Australia and I was staying at a campsite up near... I can't remember if I was near Harvey Bay or Noosa. Anyway, and I was walking from like my tent to the bathroom or something. And a cane toad, bro, got stuck in between my foot and my flip-flop. Oh, that's so gross. Dude, oh. and I like, oh my God, I feel like even now, even though it was like over a decade ago, I think I need to go wash my foot. Like, oh, dude. Squelching on you. I hate them so much. Fucking cane toads. Yeah, they're horrible. Horrible Anyway, that's our white Christmas. So you're hoping for one in Sweden? Yeah, I'm hoping for one. I mean, I kind of wished I had one when I was in Canada. Like, because I love the snow. I really like the snow. Yeah, it's pretty Uh, cool. You know, I would have liked to be like outside sledding like I'm Macaulay Culkin in some... Home Alone film or something. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you had this yeah, look yeah. like, who's Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, and then Culkin? you said Home Alone and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that the, dude. The drug guy. The, 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 went off the drug rails. guy. He went off the rails a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he was in like a Gucci fashion show recently. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's come back. There you go. That dude that's is as that... clean as Andre Galval. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky. Yeah, so we started talking about um, Christmas and, and look, if you're interested, because I started talking about it, so I may as well finish you know, give the information to those that desire it. If you want to, you know, minimize the damage, we'll say, you know, that you shouldn't, first of all, you shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, indulging a bit on Christmas. That's what the holiday season's for. It's not going to kill you, rah, rah, rah. Uh, I think the issue arises when you do it for the entire period, you know, not just Christmas Day, New Year's or whatever. You do it for two months straight. That's when it becomes an issue. So if you want to, if you're interested in minimizing or mitigating some of the factors, like maybe, like Adam said, you have a competition in January, right? And you're trying to make weight. So you don't, you, you don't want to blob out. There's certain things that you can do. And these are very, very simple. So let's start on Christmas Day. Say, for example, Christmas Day is going to be your big day where you're just going to fucking, you know, gorge. indulge, gorge. Maybe you, you have a dinner, right? We'll just stick with dinner because it's the easiest to walk you through it. If it's lunch, you can just you know, manipulate the timings and it'll make sense in a second. So if you are having a big Christmas lunch, uh, sorry, big Christmas dinner, you know, you're going to smash all, you know, all the food, rah, rah, rah. What you can do, if you really want to take, you know, all the precautions that morning, do a workout of cardio, like hit, hit workout. So high intensity interval training. You can do weights. If you just hate cardio, that would have a similar effect, but specifically hit cardio is going to really help your insulin response to all the food later on. So it's going to enable your body to not spike so heavily in your um, blood blood sugar. You're going to have a healthy insulin response and your body is going to utilize the, the, the glucose that you're giving it, right? So the concept being you're going to deplete your glycogen. When you eat all the sweets later on, you're going to be able to utilize that glycogen to repair and replenish your glycogen levels. What if you're like me and you wake up with the intention to do that workout? And you don't do it? And you get out of your room and you find yourself drinking Santa's milk and eating his cookies and then just <laughs> sitting on the couch crying. Well, yeah. Well. When I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid and, you know, still believed in Santa and, you know, you would have, you know, you would wake up being like, what did Santa leave you? Mm. So where, where I grew up, my mum and dad having property and they've got horses and everything, uh, it's not like I didn't grow up on a farm, you would say, but sounds like a farm to me. Kevin's <laughs> like horse, definitely a farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess it wasn't property. A, it wasn't a backyard, horse. right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a farm. Yeah, and we had chickens and cows at one. It looked you, very you were far- a fucking farm. Very farmish, I guess. You're a farm. uh, but farmer. Farmer you know, Adam. <laughs> my mum and dad would, as well as like cookies and milk for Santa, mm. right? They would leave. Uh, carrots outside for the reindeers yeah. is that a thing too people yeah. okay i thought my mum and dad just did that because because nah, they had and carrots to feed to the horses yeah, right yeah, yeah. so it's not like my mum and dad just it, bought yeah. carrots and put them on the grass and we're yeah. like oh what do i do with them later <laughs> um so one morning 
you know, we were open our presents and mum and dad were like, <laughs> mum and dad were like, oh, and Santa left one more present for you kids. Like I'm one of four kids, right? Mm. Like uh, Santa left one more present for you guys outside. And I was like, it's a reindeer. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought Santa left us a reindeer. <laughs> Ran outside and I was like, trampoline. It was a yeah. trampoline. Forgot all about the reindeer. Yeah. But I thought for a while that he Santa a, gifted a me reindeer. a reindeer. Yeah, excellent. But luckily it was a trampoline and I was yeah. I was happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Back to like, uh, you know, the mitigating your, your uh, fucking indulgence. So if you do that workout in the morning, it's going to help you later in the evening, right? Um, it doesn't matter what time you do it and it doesn't matter when you're eating uh, later later on, just do it sometime during the day. So get a workout in effectively is the advice and make sure it's like high intensity, hit cardio. It doesn't need to be hectic like in terms of length. You know, you could do five minute, you know, four or five minute sprints or something like that with like a two minute recovery in between. You'd be sweet, like 30 minutes, you're done. Now, when it comes to actually eating, what you're going to eat in that in that meal in the evening. Try and fast up until that meal if you can. Uh, if not, that's okay. Just have a light lunch because you probably will anyway. Um, stay active throughout the day. But when it, when it comes to like selecting what food you're eating or even the order of what you eat is important uh, or can be if you're trying to, again, if this is only people that care. Now, what I recommend doing is eating protein sources first. Now, protein source being like the meat. The reason that I say that is because it's incredibly- You animal abuser. Yeah, I'm an animal abuser according to my YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a, a, yeah, so just very briefly on one of Kieran's YouTube videos, nutrition videos, a guy went on a massive rant essentially calling Kieran an animal abuser because he suggested that people eat meat. Right? Or didn't suggest, <laughs> said, told people. Uh, anyway. Yeah, recommended. I once had a girl that I worked with who was a vegetarian, and she said, she told me that because I ate meat, I was, quote, as bad as the illegal Japanese whalers because That's I stupid. ate meat. That's so dumb. And I was like. That's so illogical. I have no time to talk to you. There's a yeah. famous Mark Twain quote that is something along the lines of, uh, don't argue with stupid people because you're forced to lower yourself to their level and then you lose because of lack of experience. Yeah, 100%. You have less experience arguing on an idiot's level, yeah. so you lose the argument because they're very well experienced as, you know, at arguing at that level. Yeah, 100%. You know, 100%. I, it's kind of like uh, another one. I think this this quote stems from that one, and it's don't play chess with a pigeon because they're just going to – I haven't heard that. Because the pigeon's just going to shit all over the board and strut around like it won anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a logical. Don't play – chest with pigeons guys um so yeah anyway so you prioritize the meat it's going to satiate you first it's going to fill you up and obviously you know protein source etc and then you know make sure you have plenty of veg and all that stuff and then after you've loaded with with the protein first like the meat the eggs whatever you decide to eat whatever your meal consists of wherever you are in the world doesn't matter then you can indulge in everything else so if you eat it in that order you're going to naturally feel more full and you're not going to want to smash cakes and stuff. You can still enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Please do. Like you shouldn't restrict yourself to that level because, you know, I've been there, done that. It's not worth it. It's it's unhealthy. You, you get a mentally unhealthy relationship with food. So enjoy it. But just if you implement these things, even if nothing else, it'll make you feel better about it. That's all, all you're trying to achieve. When it comes to alcohol, throughout the holiday period, this isn't just for Christmas Day now, throughout the holiday period. Get you, your stomach pumped. <laughs> yeah go to hospital <laughs> with alcohol poisoning and uh they pump it out there's no calories right yeah um no so don't do that um yeah so if you're concerned about uh alcohol throughout the holiday period you need to know that one gram of alcohol equals seven calories so you know a standard shot of alcohol has about 10 to 30 grams of of alcohol in it so talking around 10 grams of alcohol not liquid right alcohol then you're you know you're gonna get about seven calories 70 calories per shot of alcohol so just keep that in the back of, the, of your mind if you are counting calories yeah i would i mean my my advice is if someone was like competing in january mm. let's say i mean i i might you should be riding off alcohol completely through the holiday period yeah dude like it's one bloody holiday you yeah. know it's it's not like I mean, 
Have you ever gone, let's say for those people who drink every weekend, just so like, I don't mean like get drunk every just have weekend. A, have a couple of drinks. But someone who like socially drinks every weekend, maybe that involves getting drunk or going out or maybe it doesn't, whatever it is, but someone who more or less has some booze every weekend. Have you ever gone a weekend where you didn't drink and then months later you look back and you go, man, fuck, I really regret not having some beers that weekend. Like, I, no, bro. Like, are you ever going to look back and be like, man, I just really, I just didn't have that, you know, I didn't have that champagne on Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, man. Like, it's just one fucking holiday. Exactly. You know? Like, yeah. if you were competing in January, I, yeah, I would not be drinking at all yeah. during the holidays. Because how, how long is it? For alcohol to get out of your system, oh, it depends on the individual. Like it really, but hate, I mean, like, yeah, that, I know, but like, it's not. It's longer than two days, right? It's like weeks, right? Isn't it? Um, for it to be completely cleared, I'm not sure if it's weeks. Depending on the, like, again, depends on how much you're drinking. So if you don't drink at all and you just had one binge session and you say you had ten standard drinks, I think you know within within three or four days it should be cleared. Obviously, you're gonna feel the effects. Yeah, but- I mean, that's more what I'm talking about. Like I. I feel for me and my experience throughout the years, it takes a couple of weeks of not drinking Mm. till I feel like, I mean, I still feel the negative impacts of alcohol consumption for kind of weeks later into my training. Because it interrupts your sleep. It just throws your whole body off. But I mean, fuck. Like I don't drink, if I'm competing, like – yeah. I won't drink for months. I before, can't really talk to that. I've honestly, competing. I haven't, I haven't had any alcohol since starting jujitsu. Well, the last time I had a drink, I'd know exactly when it was. It was nearly three years ago, and it was at my um, one of my best mate's weddings, and that's the last time. And I had two, two drinks. <laughs> you had one beer, took your pants off. <laughs> no, I had like, I had like two or three. <laughs> Went drinks. viral I, on a YouTube video. I didn't even get drunk. <laughs> I, I literally could recount exactly how many drinks I had, and. Not like I, I don't not drink because I was an alcoholic or anything like that. I don't have a problem. I just at one point I decided that it's it's not something I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And just stop doing it. it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to drink alcohol. I mean, I'm not sitting here telling people not not to drink. I mean, I'm someone who has socially drank alcohol like every other Australian, pretty much. Uh, Red blooded Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, this. You know, for example, this entire 2021, I haven't had any alcohol just because last year with the initial start of the the pandemic, you know, I just went way too off the, not off the rails, but just went really into that whole like, man, this whole year's a mess and blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't like really give a shit, yeah. you know? Uh, so, you know, my diet and my social drinking, again, I wasn't like I was getting drunk, but I didn't care if every day I was having a couple of beers, you know, it mm. didn't bother me. So this year I was like, man, I'm taking the whole 2021 off alcohol. I just mm. got to undo some of the, the disasters of 2020, <laughs> right? So it was just like a little mini goal yeah. that I set myself. Um, I can't even remember why I started talking about this. How'd, how'd you go with it? Well, I mean, it's uh, – 17th of November and uh, it's 24th, I'm sh- it's 24th of December. Bro. 20, oh shit, it's 24th of December <laughs> and I'm shaking, bro. I got the shakes. No, the no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, I think what's currently happening with alcohol, if, if, if you're not aware at the moment, the biggest growing sector of the beverage industry is non-alcoholic beverages. So, there you go. so non-alcoholic or low alcohol is in like less than 0.5% alcohol beers and wines and things like that. It's the growers. It's the largest growing sector in the beverage industry at the moment. And I, I kind of think that what's currently happening with maybe not our generation, but you know, the, the next generation is the, the change in perception of alcohol the same way that, you know, uh, cigarettes used to be cool, whereas mm. now it's like, man, like yeah. none of the cool kids smoke cigarettes because yeah. it's fucking gross. Yeah. And I think the similar thing's happening to alcohol. Like less people uh, are drinking alcohol, you know. Uh, I think younger people are growing into a more educated world where they're kind of like, well, actually, like, alcohol's super bad for you. It's literally a toxin. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not preaching here being like, don't drink because, I mean, 
once I get through 2021, I'll probably have a, a beer, right? Because yeah. it was just, again, I'm, it's not like I have a problem with alcohol. It was just a goal I wanted to do. So I'll probably go back to socially drinking. I haven't actually put that much thought into it. But, you know, I think that change in perception is happening as well. Like younger generations are being like, they're not even seeing any reason to drink alcohol. Mm. Like that, you know. Which is good. And then, I mean, for international listeners, I mean, you probably know, but Australia has a very predominant drinking culture. And I was talking about this with my girlfriend who is Swedish and, you know, particularly from an outside perspective looking in, it's it's quite bizarre that every holiday that we have in Australia is a drinking holiday. Think about like, okay, when you celebrate Australia Day, what do you- Drinking? What do you, yeah, you associate getting smashed, having a barbecue, having like, you know, day, day yeah, what, what we call getting day drunk, right? And Christmas, getting day drunk. Like yep. even with your family, like it's all about drinking. Like birthdays, drinking. Even like kids' birthdays, drinking. Like it <laughs> doesn't matter the fucking birthday, you're drinking. Yeah. Like all of our big holidays, all of our, you know, all of it is just associated with drinking. Yeah. That, it, it's it's such a large drinking culture. And there's certain sectors of, you know, Australian society that are particularly bad, like defense, for example, um, very big drinking culture. Uh, particularly like Navy, huge, huge drinking culture to the point where it is a problem. And um, I would assume though, like it, when you're at sea, there would be no alcohol on the ships, right? There is. Yeah, there but is. It would be like smuggled on, right? No, 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 it's, it's legit. So Really? Um, yes. So there's rules in the Navy. Here we go. Navy lesson. In, I would have I would have thought there would be zero alcohol allowed. There is alcohol. Vessel. There is alcohol allowed. Um, so in the REN, it, but obviously it's issued by the captain. So the way it works is officers – no matter what, cannot drink at sea. And the reason for that is there was a incident where a Australian officer, this was back in the 80s, there was a captain who had oh, 80s or 90s, something like that, who had a, it was an alcoholic and he was a captain of a frigate and he was always drunk. He had a massive alcohol problem and he collided his ship with another ship based on his poor decision-making. So based on that one incident, it's a blanket rule that officers cannot drink at sea. Sailors can now, the way it works is it's called a beer issue. And say, for example, if you're on an active operation and our active operation is Operation Resolute, there's no drinking. However, if you're what's called chopped out, as in you're unassigned to that operation and you're on a patrol boat and you go to anchor somewhere, then the captain can uh, do a beer issue or the XO will recommend to the captain that there is a, a beer issue. Uh, and each sailor, if they so choose, can purchase uh, two beers from the uh, ship's canteen. Two beers. Two beers. What two a waste drinks. of time. Yeah, two drinks. You can't get drunk. But what can happen is because everyone's allowed to is- The people who don't drink will be People like, that don't want to yeah. drink their two give Broken. it to the- yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. Like we can't stop that to, to an extent. Like, but no one's getting shitters, right? But you can all, everyone can have two beers and, you know, they love it and go, you know, froth on it. But yeah, officers, absolutely zero. Zero tolerance for alcohol at sea. So I never drank at sea. Um, but- when you come alongside, as in the ship is berthed or at anchor or what have you, it's fucking party! It's time. fucking on. Like it is, <laughs> it is on. Like Donkey Kong. Like all, like officers doesn't matter. Like just getting shitters. Like the the wildest parties or wildest drunk people I've ever seen is being alongside in the navy and watching sailors or even officers like just do crazy shit. And I knew a guy, and it's public information. You can like Google it. It was on Channel Nine or something like that, or like. You Which know, one, a, a, news a, a, news, a news station here. in Australia, like one of the big news or maybe even Channel 7 or something like that. One of the big news stations or newspapers published this. Um, there was this officer, this was during my time. I know this guy. Uh, he was a he was a navigator uh, of a frigate and they were doing, um, I believe they were doing workups or a operation or something like that. So during workups, it's like a... Tr- uh, uh, it's it's very there's a lot of pressure on the navigator like on everyone but the officers in general like in the navigator especially what do yeah so this is what he did he uh, groped a junior officer that's no good yeah like just yeah guy groping another you know junior officer so a, a midshipman so the lowest officer rank and this is like his boss effectively um, they were out on the terps as we say they were out getting drunk and he groped him he, he revealed himself like he he flashed his genitals to this this uh, young man and and did a whole bunch of other stuff and it was just basically absolutely shit-faced and just was being a sexual deviant toward this you know poor 
young man and, and like said some outrageous shit to him. And, and obviously the, the, um, you know, he got sexually assaulted, this poor guy, this junior officer by his boss. So he, you know, reported it, it, it got leaked to the media and it exploded. And this, uh, the officer, that which guy did do you, you know, the officer or the guy who was assaulted? I know both? the officer. Right. I, I don't know the junior officer. I don't know the trainee, uh, but I know the, um, the officer, he trained me at some point. You told him to do it, didn't you? <laughs> I, was, but I wasn't even there. So, uh, yeah. and uh, he. I've he, got an alibi, I yeah, swear. Yeah. <laughs> I was already cleared, bro. <laughs> Double jeopardy, bitches. Uh, but I have witnessed other events um, that I can't talk about. What happened to this dude? Like, yeah, he, so he, did he get he, suspended, fired? Like, Yeah, so he has this guy. Um, obviously, he had a lot of media coverage and his name was everywhere because our uh, tribunals are public. They're now, right. as of like fucking three years ago or something, they're public records. So anyone can go to our tribunals, kind of like an open court, right? Because it mm. is. Uh, so he he got court-martialed um, and it is like the movies. Like you you go face a judge um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of not a jury but a, a panel of judges and they they hand out a punishment. For officers, if we, do, if we fuck up, we get punished harder, generally speaking. So and, what happened to him? Uh, so he was... Uh, he lost seniority. I don't think he was demoted because he was a lieutenant at the time, but a senior lieutenant. So he's demoted back to like year one lieutenant. So you lose a lot of pay and et cetera, et cetera. He got fined uh, like a whole bunch. He got put on um, like a probation period um, and he ended up just leaving the Navy. He, he decided because he didn't get kicked out like somehow. Um, and he, he had to go through all these like alcohol programs, rehabilitation yeah, programs. Yeah. Like he got smashed. Probably not as hard as he could have been. I'm gonna not not gonna lie. He could, probably could have been smashed a lot harder. But he ended up just leaving because everyone yeah. knew his name. Everyone knew yeah. his face. Um, he was humiliated. He, you know, he's probably never gonna get promoted. Um, his career's over. And his yeah. whole like family is in the navy. His his oh, dad's God. a senior ranking navy official. And you know, so he got fucked on. And he, I, I'm pretty sure. He, I think he might have even changed his name. I can't remember. It really fucked him up. But it was just rightly so because he like sexually assaulted this poor guy. But this, I've said, I've literally witnessed shit like that happen before, but it just not blown up as, yeah. as to the scale. It's really bad. Do you ever, do you ever wonder if, like, you know the the fish, like a groper fish, you know a fish a groper. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if they're swimming around being like, what the fuck did I do to get my name yeah, over this probably. shit? <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah. groped this guy and this fish is like, fuck off. <laughs> stop, stop using my name. This is the worst <laughs> dad joke ever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how do we get onto this? This is a jujitsu podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what about training during holidays? What are most gyms, depends if your gym stays open or closes. Uh, for example, what, what, my gym does is we'll typically close regular classes from like Christmas Eve or from the 23rd, depending on where Christmas falls in the week. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, we'll close from, from yeah, the 23rd or the 24th until whichever is the Monday straight after new year's. So I think this coming year, it's then the 3rd of January, I think is Fuck the Monday. Yeah, so like from that Monday, we're straight back open to regular classes, that sort of week period. I mean, still being a small gym run by, you know, myself and my wife, it depends if I'm in Sydney or not at the, this year I'll be in Melbourne for, for only for a few days. But then those days that I'm back, I try to run as many open mats as possible during those sort of like in between Christmas and New Year's days. So hopefully your gym either stays open or has some open mats available to you mm. so you can still get some training in because it's not everyone who goes on holidays. You know, people who work in hospitality – it's a super busy time of year for them and they're usually just still working their 40 hours a week. They still wish they could go to the gym and train or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? they're, they're running their routine. So why punish those yeah, people? Yeah, it's not everyone who's, who's like job forces them to take leave or their business closes during that period of time. So hopefully your gym still offers some level – of of training, so and if you it can doesn't, maybe another mats. gym in your area is doing open mats. What do you yeah. what do you feel about um, going to other gyms and doing their open mats? Just fucking do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely contact the gym first because mm. some gyms don't allow any visitors for open mats. You well, know? then it's not really an open mat, is it? It's not. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can't argue with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I guess that's true. Yeah. 
you know, but I think some gyms, you know, they just use the label open mat to as, you know, just to say, oh, it's just there's, there's no there's class, class, but the, the, come the and gym's go open. Yeah. yeah. It's open for three hours. Come and go as you please. Roll, yeah. roll Do whatever you, you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if other gyms have open mats, just if they're cool with you rocking up, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, and then you know follow all the the. I've only been to one open mat. You've yeah. only been to one. Yeah, I've only been to one. Where? Uh, as, uh, apart from our gym, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to plenty at our gym, but um, it was grappling education. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I've been to that gym a few times uh, for classes, open mats, etc. Uh, but yeah, I haven't actually tried out any other like, I don't know if if Gracie Barhard did an open mat. Would they allow anyone to go? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I usually so for me, I I go two ways about open mats. Like, I either do an open mat that's kind of just for the members. Not that other gyms aren't welcome, but I mean, it's just for the members in the sense that I don't like publicize it. Mm. So let's say, for example, if like I won't be in Sydney on Boxing Day, the twenty sixth of December, but let's say I were, I'd probably do an open mat. And I'll be like, oh man, it's Boxing Day. Like, it's just going to do it for the members who, mm. you know, want to train on Boxing just Day, right? But then sometimes I'll do open mats that I openly invite everyone, and that's when I'll put it on Instagram and I'll put in the description, like, guys, anyone from any gym, like, anyone's welcome, and mm. you know. So it depends what's the reason behind doing the yeah. open mat. If I make it like at any time an open mat, I allow anyone, but it's yeah. just whether I like publicize that I'm actively inviting other people to come, you know, because sometimes yeah. it's just for the members to be, you know, because members come first, right? They're the ones, they're your, they're they're your students that are <laughs> paying a membership fee. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. But don't rock up to my open mats drunk. You can't come Christmas drunk to my <laughs> open mats. None of that bullshit. Well, you can, but you got to roll with me first. <laughs> there was once I had like some people training in my gym and this other dude came, the friend of one of the guys training came to watch his friend train, right? Did he train? No. And it was like the end of the night. And then like after after his friend finished training and he had like this little like match with this other guy and he won, this other uh, dude yep. this other dude was like, yeah, just pulled out a case of beer and cracked a beer. And I'm like, whoa, 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 bro, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, I call the premises, yeah, son. Yeah, this is not like a party zone gym like what are you doing you can't drink that here take that the fuck outside you know? <laughs> like, and he was like oh shit sorry yeah what a, what a spanner <laughs> yeah so uh, none of that it's funny watching like people that don't train come into the gym and just seeing like you know just seeing how they they act and respond to to the environment like you know when new people come in to inquire and they just stroll across the mats with their shoes on yeah or, like, that happened last see, night actually you see parents do that like yeah. The, the mum will be walking across the mats in like her fucking trainers and you're like, oh, what are you doing? You know the one I hate and I hate that I have to tell people this. Like I feel like it's so obvious but people who like rock up to the gym barefoot. Yeah, what the that's hell? That's like, man, like the, now, now you're walking on the mats. How was that any different than you walking on the mats with your shoes? Yeah. It's not that you're not allowed shoes on the mat because your shoes are going to damage the mats. It's, it's because dirty. your shoes have been on the street, yeah. which are dirty, and then you're putting that dirt on the mats where our faces go, yeah. right? So, so if you're disgusting. walking on the street barefoot and then you walk on the mats, like yeah, it's the same thing as wearing your shoes on the mats. So some cultures have like really weird like traditions, or not weird, but like very strict sort of cultural norms regarding shoes. In Sweden, for example, when you walk into someone's home, you you must take your shoes off. It's like, kind of it, like Japan. Yeah, right? yeah. You, like like you have to take your shoes off it, to an extent where if you're going to train at a commercial gym, so you're, going, you're rocking up, you're, you're doing weights or whatever, you'll wear a pair of shoes to that gym. When you get there, you need to take your outside shoes off and put your inside shoes on. So they have in Sweden like outside and inside shoes and they have formal shoes that are just worn inside, yeah. right? And you got to carry them around and like fucking change your shoes. It's so weird, right? But you you do not wear shoes indoors in in Sweden, and every home unless they're will have inside like a, shoes, unless they're exactly unless they're specifically inside shoes and they they aren't worn outside. So it's so weird. I obviously went to the gym and trained there. I would wear shoes to the gym and have to carry like my sneakers with me in like a bag or whatever, and then take my shoes off, leave them at the door, put my trainers on to train, and then swap out shoes to leave. And I mean, in Australia, we don't really have a big culture of taking your shoes off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you go to someone's house for the first time, you're like, oh, do you want me to take your shoes off? If you yeah, see yeah, like yeah. a shoe rack there or whatever. But if if you're not asked to or told to, 
you assume that you don't. You kind of just, yeah. You don't. And it's weird for, for Swedish people to come here and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, the kind of rule that I follow is if I walk into someone's new house, mm. uh, two things I'll – <laughs> about to tell this story as if I've put thought into like <laughs> my shoe strategy, my, my <laughs> indoor and outdoor shoe strategy. But I guess without even thinking about it, I kind of, you know, if they're not wearing shoes and there's, yeah, like shoes at the door yeah, or a shoe rack off. at the yeah, door, 100%. I'll usually just take them off by yeah. default. Yeah. If they're wearing shoes, I'll usually leave mine on. Yeah. Or the other thing that I is super obvious to me is if you walk into someone's door and like it's instantly carpeted, mm. then I'll usually think to take my shoes off, mm. you know, because it's carpet. Yeah, but um, makes sense. I mean, for all your indoor and outdoor shoe strategies, I've got a free PDF that you <laughs> Adam's shoe strategy, one on one. 9.99. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's funny, like, again, having people, like, you know, stroll across the mats with the with the shoes. I've seen it a lot of times, you know, and I've seen, even seen people that, like, are members of the gym do it, you know. Yeah, and you're before. like, bro. And, like, I was like, oh, one guy did it, the like, a couple of weeks ago, and um, I don't think you were there. But Carl, like, the – because all, like, there was about three of us that were watching him, like, oh. Black belt Carl. Yeah, black belt Carl. How did to, he make that mistake? No, 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 he, he didn't. He was the, like, he assumed the default, oh, I'm the senior belt, I'm going to go – word this person up about oh, right, you, know, right, right. you made a mistake like just be aware of your shoes blah 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 but like there was me a blue belt and carl like all watching this guy like oh you know and then you know we all sort of looked to carl like are you gonna because <laughs> i mean because of the rank system in jiu-jitsu when someone needs correcting in even if it's like in a friendly way right like or you know someone's struggling with a technique and people are watching them and like you, you look around to see who the default highest rank is to go do that job, right? Because yeah. you don't want to usurp someone. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've been in that situation where I was, we, I was sitting and a blue belt and, and I were watching this person try and drill something and they they needed help, right? And we I sort of like looked at him, he looked at me and then obviously he was default nominated to, to go do the correcting, yeah. right? Because um, yeah, I, 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 I hate having to correct over someone you yeah. know, like <laughs> yeah. makes them look really bad. It does. Like it happened yesterday, actually. There were two people drilling the technique, you know, and one of – and I was heading over to this pair to help them anyway. Mm. But like as I was heading over, I could see the one person like as, – as like it wasn't like he was being that whole like white belts teaching white belts. Like he was just kind of – his partner was lost, like didn't know what to do. Yeah. So he – and he had already – done his three minutes of drilling. It was yeah. their turn. So it was kind of like, oh, put your foot here and just helping them through it. Mm. He was like, put your foot here. And I came over and I was like, don't put your foot there. <laughs> like, no, or this is going to happen. Your foot's got to go here. And he yeah. was like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. You know, like, so sometimes you have to. You have to do it. You know. What I have I mean, because, yeah, the last, I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean, it's only awkward for them. I mean, they're the ones who made the mistake and I don't want them incorrectly instructing someone that's then going to lead to shoddy technique or worse injury. So you kind of have to, you have to, you have, you have, to, shut, to. You have to shut that shit down. Particularly in your position. But what I've seen, I didn't think there was anything worse than this, but I have seen white, you, you know how we, we joke about white belts teaching white belts. Mm. Have you seen, cause I have recently white belts teaching blue belts that, <laughs> happen. and correcting blue belts. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Oh man. It was yeah. so bad. And, Oh. Like I'm not saying that that I'm not yeah it's so not bad. like a white belt can't know more than a blue belt of course like that yeah, can happen this white belt but, did know, not uh, <laughs> this white belt did not know more uh, it's just like put it on like cringe topia uh, or something dude I was like oh <laughs> it almost got to the point where I almost said hey ex person are you coaching blue belts yeah <laughs> like it was two blue belts it was insane right. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, funny, funny, funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's always exceptions to, to the rule or exceptions yeah. to the norm. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Just we, we mention him all the time, but you've got yeah, Samir, who's a white belt, but he's a brown belt in judo. So for yeah, sure, if you're doing judo, you, you could you would listen you could, to him. You, he could be telling you something about like a grip or a takedown or whatever, yeah. and something like that. But yeah, you would listen, right? Because he's he's not a white belt in that sense, because he's a brown belt in judo. And if we're doing judo technique, you know depending on what he's telling you, because some things only work in their gi, right? Some yeah. things aren't applicable, but generally speaking, you would listen and, and hear this advice and be like, oh, thank you. You know, like and be I think it also depends how you say it, right? Like if a white belt's saying to a blue belt, because they're both kind of drilling the technique or something, and the white belt's like saying to the blue belt, like, oh, I don't quite, you know, uh, it's not, 
yeah. doesn't feel super that's tight. Not what, that's not what I'm talking like, about. You know, I saw maybe them. maybe do this. Oh yeah. yeah, there we go. It's tight. But when yeah. when they're saying like, no, do it like this. Yeah. Like, or like the the white belt is sitting out, not even drilling the technique, and looking at two blue belts drilling and calling over. Oh no, you got to you, you got to move that oh, there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Not like you know partner drilling or whatever. Because yeah, that's a bit different. I have a feeling I could take a guess at who that is, but I won't. Yeah. Probably don't. <laughs> it's probably right. <laughs> it's like one of four people, yeah. right? <laughs> um, Shout out to you. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Or maybe you don't. And I mean, I don't mind saying to your face. It's pretty cringe, man. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, good man. times. Good times. I love it. I love it. And man, I, I feel like on this podcast, I say some shit that makes me sound like an elitist and I'm a fucking white belt. Like <laughs> some random ass shit. Like, yeah, but everyone listening knows where you I'm shitting. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> uh, just wait. Wait until I get to like purple belt level. Then I have some oh, strong God, opinions. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> then you're going to be slinging some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Slinging mud. Particularly when I know I can protect myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Because I can't talk too much shit. Because one time I said something that I didn't even think was offensive. But like Andreas, um, a brown belt was like roll with me after he listened to an episode where I said some shit uh, and just mashed me. And after it was like, what were you saying? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what's that about smaller guys or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah. I and it wasn't even right. talking yeah. about guys. I was talking about rolling with chicks, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andreas, yeah. the brown belt. Hope he's listening. Yeah. In, uh, where is he right now? Germany or Germany, something like yeah, that? Germany, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I was talking to him the other day um, on WhatsApp. Yeah, Andreas, come back. I know, one day, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be proud. A um, a move that I I learned of him. I think we mentioned it earlier, or maybe last episode. Oh uh, yeah, the what mounted we, triangle. That yeah, I, that's I learned right. From Andreas, learned from him doing it to me, and then he yeah, taught Andres, me. Andreas, you're it. not allowed to do that anymore. That's yeah. Kieran's move. I I've stolen it. Kieran has named it the Mikey Lock because that's not taken. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh, a running man. joke. Yeah, love you, love you, Mikey. All right, man. Well, Christmas, I think if anyone managed to take 50 minutes out of their <laughs> Christmas to listen to us, uh, you, you. Uh, <laughs> your family must suck. <laughs> no, uh, or maybe the know. podcast is really good. Dude, so good. Yeah. yeah, look, man, like a lot of podcasts take take holidays and uh, we will at some stage, I'm sure, you know, because nah. – Yeah, or maybe not. <laughs> but, you know, for anyone who was like still needing their Beyond Jiu-Jitsu fix during the holiday period, this was it. Uh, there'll also be, don't worry, we've got a New Year's Eve episode yeah. coming as well. There'll be- uh, This train ain't slowing down, Yeah, there'll be, so we've got the, our Christmas Eve episode. There'll be another episode in between mm. and then New Year's Eve episode as well. Kieran is going to break his three-year drought, get shit-faced on air <laughs> with- With uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kieran will just be drinking, I don't know. Some sparkling water. He's going to go next level. Sparkling water. No more still water for this guy. Zambuka. New Year's Eve. Sparkling water. Dash of lime. Off the rails. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening, fam. Catch you next time. Jingle bells, bitches. Jingle bells, bitches.